that seals in us, Lord God, the sanctification, Lord God, through your salvation, Lord God, you have, your Holy Spirit sanctifying us through and through, daily, during that process, God, and for that reason, we, we have come together, Lord God, to hear your words, we have come together to worship you, to worship the name that is above every name, the name Jesus Christ, and which every name, every knee will bow, Lord God, and every tongue confess that you are Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for the work that you're doing here in Wicker Park. Thank you, God, that you are raising up disciples in this church, Lord God, to reach the city, Lord God, to reach this nation, and to reach the world, God. We thank you for the work you're doing, Lord God. We know you will finish the work that that you have begun, Lord God. We thank you in Jesus' name.
Let's just give a big shout out to Jesus, all right? covenant 
This is a this is a new covenant in my blood. Take, drink. God, we thank you for your blood. Lord Jesus, that, that cleanses us and washes us, God. Lord God, we even, Lord God, confess our sins, Lord God, to have a, a clean conscience, Lord God, so our consciences will not be seared as with a hot iron, Lord God, we no longer, Lord God, feel the conviction of, of our sin. And so we can hear you speak to us, God, and direct us in our lives, Lord God, because, God, you, you say in Proverbs, Lord God, to acknowledge you in all of our ways, and you will direct our path, Lord God. If we're not acknowledging you, we acknowledge our sin before you, God. God, how can you direct our path, Lord God? Lord God, in life, Lord Jesus, you have, you have taken us out of the bad. You have tried to put things in our lives to, to stop, stop the, the path or direction in which we are going, God. And I thank you for that, God. And I thank you for the people here that are confessing right now that are giving their hearts right before you before they get to see you, God. Likewise, Jesus lifted up to grab his rope and get thanks for it. And that's what he did that first. But he said, he said, take and eat. For this is his body that was broken for us. So let's let's take, let's let's eat this cracker. In remembrance of what Jesus' body has done for us. He has, his body has provided that, that healing. He was crushed for our iniquities. He was bruised for our transgressions, for our sins. Let's, let's remember what he did in life. God, I thank you. Now, for your blood, Lord God, that established that new covenant. Lord God, we are in the New Testament, the new covenant, God, that says it is, it is by grace through faith which we are saved, Lord God. That you, your sacrifice of blood that you spilled on our behalf, Lord God, makes a path between the Father and us that says no longer will we'll, we'll behold, Lord God, the transgressions of our, our, our ancestors against us or, or even our own sin against us, Lord God, because. It is through your blood, Jesus, that we are washed from our sins, that we are forgiven, God. You, you grace us with that forgiveness. You grace us with eternal life. We thank you, God, and also for your body, that was through which we can receive that forgiveness and also healing, Lord God, from your diseases. We thank you for that, Lord God. If anyone here is sick, Lord God, I ask you to touch them and heal them in the name of Jesus. Thank you. We have Metro Praise. We have services Sundays, 5 p.m. Life Group. Anyone go to Life Group again? Anyone get life at Life Group? Amen. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And and also Fridays, Elevate. What? Elevate for their motto and Elevate Youth Group. They say what? What? So I want to invite up Ellie here. He's uh, the youth pastor. Give it up for Ellie. Ellie's going to share about what's been going on in Elevate and, and also some future plans that you that they're, they have incorporated. So, well, what we've been doing the last last week specifically is we actually just started off with our regular services. 
And that's how he moves us to release to finally get to this preach the, the gospel to mm-hmm. actually minister, you know, what we're here for. You know, I'm not, I'm not a social worker. I'm not all those things. I'm sent as a, as a by God to go and talk to about the gospel, you know, to the youth of, of the nation, of, especially of the city. And so, you know, it was just an awesome thing. And we were just doing that. We worshiped. We did the word. I'm telling you, man, like I preached it like as if it was like a thousand kids. And I don't care. Man. I was just like, you guys got to get a ride and all so we did that, and some future events we plan to do is we plan to actually rent out a skate park. We plan to get like a DJ from over there, and you know just get up this bumping and all that. We plan to in March actually to have a, a whole concert night at our other location with other youth groups. It'll be like a unite service, and so that's just some great things that are going on in Elevate. So you know, guys, just give some glory to God for it, and get some you know youth to come out for us, right? Amen. 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 I get up for the youth because they're. Their whole goal and their work that they're doing in this community is great. They go out evangelizing throughout the week. They they did an, an event, um, a game event to draw in the, the youth in the, the community in order to reach out to them and preach the gospel because our future is our youth. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gonna grow, they're gonna they're gonna become disciples, and then eventually, hopefully, that God calls them into ministry and become our future pastors, our future evangelists, our future drive-hard donkeys, our future T.L. Osborne's and, and prophets of our generation to speak to the world. Amen. Uh, these cards were passed out to each one of you guys, a couple of them, right? Yep. For each one, pass them out as like an invitation to someone. We, we have probably a couple thousand more of these that we want to pass out. So every week we're going to pass these out to you guys to invite your friends. Amen. So then also, uh, for for this campus, we made a, a, a page on Facebook, Mitchell Praise Victor Park. So if you, if you haven't yet, go to that page, like it, because as you, as you like it, it goes on your profile, and people can see that, you know, that you're a part of it. And also for Life Group, I made a page as well, uh, Mitchell Praise Victor Park Life Group. It's a little long, but it's, it says it all. And if you like it, again, send on your profile so you can... People can see it, amen? amen. So please go on there and, and do that so we can get the word out, amen? Amen. 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 So, our vision here at Metro Praise is loving God, loving people. Why? Because Jesus says, If you love me, you obey my commands. So, we want to love God through obeying his commands. And, he, like, like his word says, his commands are not burdensome, They're, he gives us grace in those. But we should love him to love God. And we also love God by worshiping him. Giving him praise, giving him praise and thanks for what he has done in our lives. And also to love people. How do we love people? We love people by helping them in their times of need and preaching the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. How many of you were in need once before? Mm-hmm. We're all in need. <laughs> then imagine if when you were in need and not even your own Christian sister, brother or sister helped you out. How is, how, is, how, how are they, as Christians, showing you the love of God? How are we Christians in this world showing the love of God by not even helping out our brothers and sisters? Amen? Mm-hmm. So it's love people by helping them in their times of need and preaching the gospel. Amen? Mm-hmm. And we have a strategy to fulfill, this, to see this vision come about, and that's through connect. Men, sir, and say, everyone say connect. Yes. Connecting people to God by through preaching the gospel, getting them saved, you know, and sanctified in the Holy Spirit and connected to a good church. Another way we, we connect people is also through life groups. 
get them connected to a, a, a less, more of like a Bible, Bible study life, because you know, people in the world aren't really used to services like this. You know, they can be more attracted and, and merged on into the Christian walk through a Bible study type atmosphere. Um, so, we get them connected through life groups, you know, to have other friends, to make friends, make connections in the church, which can merge them on into a service like this. And we all, everyone say mentor. <laughs> Mentorship is our one-on-one and our in our two-on-one. Here's our one-on-one book, Seven Steps to Spiritual Growth. You learn, you learn the foundations of, of your Christian walk. And so this is really great if, if you haven't gone to the one-on-one, get to the one-on-one, you meet up with a, with a um, leader here in the church. If you want to go through it, just come to one of us and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in the one-on-one and in discipleship. Because Jesus is calling us to be disciples. Amen? Mm-hmm. And the other phase of the mentorship is the 201 book, which is 12 Lessons in Christian Leadership. We learn how to, to formulate Christian uh, leadership qualities and how to lead others. And how first, how to be a disciple, what a disciple is, what a disciple has, and what a disciple does. This is everything you learn in these 12 steps. And then in class, we share Sundays at, at 3.30 p.m., but first you have to go through the one-on-one. And then after that, you are sent out. Everyone say sent. Sent. You're sent out to make a difference in the world, to lead this community to Christ. And uh, these, the, the mentorship program is to teach you how to do just that, to be an influence in the community. Amen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have an ultimate goal to have a th- 100,000 disciples. Everyone say 100,000. 100,000. Everyone say disciples. Disciples. It's not just regular church attendees who can come and, you know, you know, lift up their hands in worship and, and hear the preaching, but it's just disciples. We're going to take, we're going to take the, the application from the sermon and apply it to their lives, be disciples, and that way following Jesus. Because it says, well, the word disciple is, it is mathetes. Everyone say mathetes. Mathetes. a Greek word. It means it means uh, to be taught. It means a disciple. If you read the in Greek, it's not complicated, but it's easy to form. It means to be a disciple. Amen. So a disciple is a follower. That's basically what it means. Being a follower, and we are followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna follow Jesus, be a disciple, and then plant 50 churches here in Chicago and 500 around the world. This is our second church. We're just over 200. Elsewhere in the world, India, Pakistan, Nigeria, Nepal, Korea, and that's it. And so, this is our vision, strategy, and goal. <coughs> and like joining a life group is, is a way to get into that mentorship process. And then, so I'm going to get to the giving report. We have promised you guys that every month to give a report on how our the financing went the, the previous month. So in January, the tithes and offering um, to the general fund came out came out to $1,021.20. The mission was $89.50 and the building fund was $130. Amen? For a total income of $1,240.70. Give it up for that. This is actually more than expected um, because right now, for the next couple months, our grant here is only $500. That's the way we work it out with our landlord. 
$500 to, to build us up to $1,500 come April 1st that we have to get. Now this is more than expected because our rent is 500 or I want to say not more than expected, but more than, than needed. Rent 500 and then maybe a couple hundred bucks for utilities. Now here's what happened when we, when we moved into place. When we moved in, this wall wasn't new. We also had to paint, uh, we had to install the wires, install this TV up here, and, and, and just clean everything, okay? Something that, that went wrong in that whole process was in the building of this wall. Now the wall itself is fine, it's not the wall, but when we were building it, the, the guy who was doing it didn't know, wasn't familiar with it, and noticed this drywall. And with drywall come a lot of dust. <coughs> so as he was building it, he left on the furnace. And when you read it on, what the furnace does is it sucks in the air from this room, heats it up, and then blows it back out. So that whole circulation, all that dust got into the, the furnace, and that's why, if you guys remember, the, the first couple of weeks, it was always cold in here because we couldn't get it up to desired temperature because yeah. it, it was just filled with all that dust. And so we had a, a landlord send out a guy to do it, and the guy found out there was all this dust. It was, it, the, the paint was on us to get it fixed. Yeah. So we had the, the, the guy, whole charge was around 750, I believe, or 700. So we had to we negotiate with the landlord to, to cut it in half and then to spread out that money through a couple months. And so, uh, so that, that's what we did. Well, we paid the, the, at least half of the money. And so our, the money that went out, the money, our expenses, and the tithes and offerings, we, The money, our, here are our expenses, okay? The general fund uh, was $512 from that, the, the tithes and offerings, which was our general, was $1,021.20. $512 of that, of that went out, okay? So the remaining, remaining number, we put back into the building fund. So that's why you see the building fund, 638, we put it in there because of the, the expenses, the, the, the money that we had to pay for the, for the furnace. Missions, all that went out, you know, to supply the our churches overseas with, with internet and some of our materials. Amen. So our total expenses, everything that came in went out. So we zeroed out. Okay, if you guys are familiar with, with accounting, you know, and balancing your own checkbooks, whatever whatever you make, hopefully is is still more than your expenses, yeah. or at least it zeroed out. Okay, so we zeroed out. We're good. And so, but the thing is, I thank God that we that we got up to twelve hundred and forty dollars and seventy cents in a month. Okay, so that's that's getting us even closer to getting up to that fifteen hundred total just for the rent, not including utilities, which are maybe a couple hundred bucks. But when that, we understand that when things go wrong, we have to we have to work around it. And but God is on our side. Amen. Amen. So to the to the next, like I said, by April, fifteen hundred bucks we just need for the rent. Not including utilities. So for the next couple months, we need to be able to get up, get that total that total number number up to at least eighteen hundred. So six hundred dollars. I believe we can do it. Amen. 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 How many believe we can do it? Raise your hands. Amen. 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 So so the, the money from the, the the building fund, which was 
we, we put it to our total, our total giving campaign of $5,000. So $5,000 minus $638 comes out to $4,361.55. Amen, we're getting there, we're getting closer to the goal. Amen, so for the next couple months, let's get up there. Let's, 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 let's zero off this number to, to get that $4,000 in to be able to give some of that money back to the Urban Park Campus because the Urban Park Campus supplied some of the, the, the materials and the work that we did here. Plus, they have an extra, extra shekels in order to do more in this community. So to pay our bills and make sure these lights are on and that we have this space in order for more disciples to be brought in. Amen? And then so $638 we, we brought in from the $5,000 uh, giving campaign. And we're, we're inching closer to our goal. And then I went to churches around the world, and, uh, and a lot of the missions all went to our 500 churches. And as you see, these are actual pictures that we have that, that were taken overseas when our, our pastors and the missionary teams went out there. And some great people, they're, they're working for the Lord, they're making disciples, they're using our materials, they, they're, they're doing it. They're doing the work, and they need to be supported. Amen. So think about them in your prayers and in your giving. Amen. Tithe is 10% of your total income, so whatever number that is, uh, at the end of the month or however you give, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, yearly, whatever, take that number and, and move it over to the 10th spot, and that is your tithe. And whatever you give beyond that 10% is an offering, something that it comes out of the generosity of your heart. And God says that, that that if you give, it'll be given unto you. Press down, taking together among the local women, pouring your lives a good measure for the measure that you use to give will also be measured and given back to you. Amen? Amen. So give with generosity, give sacrificially. And then that's something that we're going to get into because giving sacrificially is, I believe, the Christian way to do it is how Jesus did it. Amen? So Philippians 419 is a verse we like to confess verbally. Uh, so at the count of three, we're just gonna, we're just gonna confess it out loud together, word by word. Philippians 419. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we just rejoice as you give. We have a, a box back there where you can you can drop in your offering. You guys have offering envelopes filled out with your name. If, if you're first time giving, uh, put your name and your address and stuff. But if it's not your first time giving, then do, just put your name. It's all backed up with your information. Amen. Mm -hmm.
So the great work of God's doing around the world in our churches, community, even beyond our churches, around the world, and the movements and organizations that God has, to use people to establish, to help the needy, to help the poor, to raise up churches, to make disciples, to preach the gospel, to make a difference in Christ. Amen. Amen. Turn with me in your Bible to Matthew 28, 18. We're on the series of, of mountains of influence. Uh, we went through family, church, business, government, media, and arts. And now we're on charity this week. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. And then Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Who has all, all authority? Jesus. Jesus. And what, what does he say? This is what he says. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So who do we obey? We obey the, the one that has the authority. And if you don't obey the one that has the authority, then, you know, by definition, you're, you're not obedient, but you're disobedient, rebellious. You know, if someone doesn't obey the laws of our land, we consider rebellious. And then there are people who, you know, absolutely don't want to obey any law and are totally against governments and the regulations that they that they impose on impose on us. They are anarchists. <laughs> but we, as Christians, especially because Christian means Christ-like, we are to be like Christ. Amen. We are to follow Christ. We are disciples of Christ. Jesus is calling us to discipleship. Let's be a disciple, let's be a follower, let's obey the authority that was given to Jesus, and let's go and make disciples of all nations. And not only that, not, not just to make disciples, but what? To teach them. <coughs> to be one, yes. But yeah, in order to make disciples, we need to be a disciple, but you know, have a way we need to learn what a disciple is. And how can we make disciples unless we already have learned and how can we learn unless we've been taught and how can we teach unless we've been learned <laughs> unless we have learned what we have been taught Amen. <laughs> so but we are to teach them to obey everything jesus had commanded them okay all the teaching of jesus let's teach disciples okay so what does this have to do with the mountain of charity well discipleship you guys are disciples right now, following Jesus. You, you, you call yourselves Christian. You believe in Jesus. My job as, as, as the pastor of this church is to teach you to be a disciple and to give sacrificially in charity. Amen? Amen. Now, you know, speaking of a mountain, what, when you look at a mountain, you know, a mountain is big, a mountain is, is high, it's tall, and 
with the whole analogy of the mountain of influence, what does that mean? Well, a mountain represents something high. You know, if someone's standing on a mountain in that analogy, then you know we're looking up to that person. That that person has some type of influence. They they are on the top. They made it there. You know, they they could have made it there by 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 doing bad things or good things, but they're there. Okay. Now in our society, especially because we want to think, we want to believe, and to the benefit of God that they're up there. And that mountain of influence, they have influence over us to some degree. Now, without influence, you cannot make disciples. You need to have that influence. So how do we get, get that influence? Well, we get it through obedience to Jesus Christ. A man, to quote a guy named Os Hillman, he said, influence, you know, it's not something that can be, can be gained by, so it's, not, it's not gold that, that, that has to be obtained. That, that is obtained. It's not. It's given. Influence is given. It's given through love, humility, and obedience to Jesus. Through his word. Now, if you don't have influence, you cannot make disciples. And if you don't have influence, no one will follow you. And then therefore, you're not a leader. And Jesus calls to be a disciple. And the disciple is a leader in, in, in the church, a, a leader overall. Now, with charity, we need to be that disciple that is leading in charity. You know, how many of you know that, that that giving is a good thing? Yeah. You know, I mean, even non-Christians believe that giving is a good thing. Our culture has taken hold of the mountain of charity. You know, think about you know some of the the richest people in the world. They have they have given their their money, their finances, to to charities all over in, in health, education politics. Now here's some of the ways that there's some of the ways in, in which the, the general ways that by which we give, okay, in, in different charities. We we give to charities that, that help the poor, that reach out to the poor, that, that, that give to the poor. We go to charity we give to charities that reach out to kids and youth, okay? Um, the, the street level over here, this place, the media center, they re they reach out to youth. And they're not Christian, but they, they give youth an alternative than being on the street. And they're all their operations are all by grants from the government and donations. We give to charities that reach out to the sick. We give to charities that reach out to the needy families and the elderly. Now, what is totally ironic? According to the Bible, is that our government is the one supplying the needs for needy families by by giving out welfare, from, by giving out cash assistance and food stamps. The church should be the ones doing that. That's right. We Christians in the church should be the ones giving out the, the cash assistance to the people that need cash, giving food out to people who need food. Amen. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the government is now on. Uh, amongst the, the other non-Christian organizations and, and rich people that are giving the charities, they're on top of that mountain of influence. Yes, there are some, there's some Christian organizations that are doing it a lot and are giving so much, but we're not the only ones on top of that mountain. But we need to be on top of that mountain and going to that mountain because when we gain, when we gain that peak, that, that pinnacle on the mountain of influence of charity, we can influence the whole world. Amen?
Uh, can you play this video? This, this video is about a, a woman who's a, who's a medical doctor, medical doctor, right? She's a medical doctor and she's, she has given her life to, to helping people out. Just check out this video. Going is um, 
just my love for people and my love for medicine and also to see um, lives transformed. I know that God wants me here now and I'm, I'm, I'm happy here. someone's heart, especially a person in need, is to, to reach their need first. 
reach the heart and the, your soul by reaching your need. And so William Booth and this organization has given $3.7 billion a year to reaching people for Jesus Christ through their needs. Amen? Now, the future of, of Metro Praise, these are the plans that, that we have come up with. Um, one of our members is a, is a, is a student architect in, in Pittsburgh, and we, we pitched in some of our ideas uh, about what we wanted to do at our ideal campus at Metro Praise, and, and here he came up with some of the, the specs of it, okay? We have the, a sanctuary, probably seat, maybe like, like 5,000, because if we want, or about, you know, between two and 5,000, if we want 50 churches in Chicago, you know, and 100,000 disciples, we try to split that up, 2,000. SUM, which is a Bible college that we have here at Metro Praise, to, to train up the disciples and, and the Bible to be pastors and missionaries. And then a, a, a high school, but also it's going to be K through high school, kindergarten through high school. Over here at the top right, the community centers are going to be like, like seven floors high, reaching out to the different sets of the community. Offices are going to be in there. We're going to have um, a chapel to hold chapel services, but they can also incorporate um, weddings and other stuff like that. Pizzeria. <laughs> And so these are our plans. We also want to have a lot of rec recreation, which is a recreation center as well. And it's going to, these are our plans. And this is what we believe that God is going to fulfill. And no matter, and no matter the time, we don't even really know, but we believe in God can do it, especially yeah. in our lifetime. Amen. Amen. So here's, here's the emphasis right here. Okay. Because we know that as Americans, we, we're, we are a country of excess. We're, we always, we're always wanting more, and we're always spending our money on things that aren't necessarily what they should be spent on. How Americans give to charity. It is said that only three to five percent of evangelical Christians tithe. Only three to five percent of Christians tithe. Now, we believe that is a command in the Bible. God says to tithe. To give the ten percent, to bring your tithe, your whole tithe, to the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. 2.5% is the average per income uh, that a Christian can get. So a Christian is not even giving their full 10%, their full tithe, if they are tithing. $164 billion more in churches if everyone tithes. They said that just two trillion, like if you add up the the income of every Christian here in the U.S., it amounts to roughly two trillion dollars. And if every Christian tithe, take that two trillion and move it to the ten spot, what is that? Two hundred billion. Two hundred billion dollars that would be poured into churches in the U.S. and all around the world to support the plans that God that God has given each church. Which it says 19 billion could end world hunger. 19 billion dollars can end world hunger. 12 billion could could educate the whole world. 15 billion could give every everyone water and sanitation. One billion could fund missionaries to reach all unreached people. They said that 
you know, all the diseases and many of the health problems that that come is because of hunger and sanitation and because of education. Because if you don't know anything about health, you're not educated on health and the body, you, you don't know how to defeat and counteract the diseases. $40 billion goes to churches every year. $40 billion. So just in the U.S., $40 billion is, is given to the churches with, you know, is the tithe and the offering, okay, and, and any type of donation. Now, compared to compared to the the vials, I can't be saying anything. <laughs> okay, forty billion dollars we spend each year on pet food, which is the same amount that Christians are giving to the churches. Where are our priorities? Weight loss, $40 billion as well. We're spending $40 billion on losing the weight, trying to lose the weight that's $110 billion that, that is giving us fat in the fast food. We're spending $110 billion on fast food every year. This is where our priorities are as American Christians. Not even giving the full 10% that, that we should and we're wondering why, oh, why, why is this church not doing this? Why is that church not doing that? Why don't we have a homeless ministry here? Why aren't we giving out food to the, the poor? We're not, we ourselves are not giving to our churches that are in need. Instead, we're spending it on other things. Pet food, weight loss, and fast food. We wonder why our culture is, is, is so messed up because we're not giving to what we believe in. Amen. Now here are three ways to take the mountain. We, we're, we're not the only ones on the mountain. There are non-Christians that are also on the mountain. Now, how do we get that mountain back? How do we get on top of that mountain of influence and say, hey, we might not be the only ones, but we're going to have an influence in our culture and in our society. How do we take it back? First, we must repent. Okay, because we don't we do not have our priorities in mind. We're giving more money to pet food or even the same amount of money to pet food and weight loss as we're giving to our churches. We need to reshape our priorities. Two, stop the oppression. By us not giving, we're actually oppressing the poor. We're actually oppressing the hungry because we're not giving. Jesus has called us to reach out to the poor. How do we do that? One way is to to give. Three, find a need and fill it. See a hurt and heal it. Yeah. There's, there's needs all over, and we all have ways in which we can fill that need and heal the hurt. I mean, this, this campus cannot supply every need in Chicago. That's why we want 50 churches. We can't house all the disciples we want to make because we need more churches. Amen? Mm -hmm. So number one, repent. So Isaiah 58, 1 to 3. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 1. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. 
declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sin. For day after day they seek me out, they seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. So there's people that say, hey, we're, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're fasting, we're, we're working hard for you, God. How come you're not seeing it? How come you're not rewarding us in some way? Like he says in, in verse 1, Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sin. These people are in sin, and we are in sin if we do not have our priorities straight in our giving. We rather give and, and spend time. I'm glad you guys are here instead of watching the, the game. I see a lot of people have NFL fever right now. They rather <laughs> watch the game instead of come here. We need to repent for our sins. We do not have our priorities straight. We need to get it right. Let's, let's see the need in our churches. See the need in the world. And that's, the, the church is an organization set up by Jesus Christ. It was not set up by any other human being. And set up by the most perfect man in all of history. We set the organization up in order to reach the needs of the poor, the hungry, the needy. We believe in the organization of the church. Yes, we have different denominations, but we all ultimately have all one goal is to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, cast out demons. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Free him. Yeah. Matthew 10, 78 says, uh, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at near, is, is, is at hand, kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons freely as you have received. Let us freely receive, but let's repent first for having our priorities off. Two, stop the oppression. Isaiah 58, 4 to 10. We are oppressing the poor and the hungry and the needy by, by giving to other things instead of that. I'm not saying we all have to give all of our money all the time to all the hungry and all the needy. No, but we need to give our 10% at least for the church and then an offering beyond that to give the sacrificial giving. And I'll give you an example of sacrificial giving at the end. Isaiah 58 4 says, Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a, only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Verse 6, is, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the the poor, the poor wanderer with shelter, when you see the naked to clothe him, and to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth.
forth like a dawn and your healing will, will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be in your guard, your rear guard. Then you will call and the, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, Here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing, with the pointing finger of malicious thought, and you will spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and, the, and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in darkness and your night will become like noonday. The reason why we need to repent is because we are oppressing the poor. We are giving to things that that don't even matter. It's, it's selfishness. We're giving to fast food a hundred and hundred times billion dollars a year. And it's selfish when we're starving people. When there are people in need that need to be clothed with clothes, and God's not going to hear our prayers. God's not going to hear our prayers if we keep living in, in selfish sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice, I'm just going to sacrifice for myself. I'm going to sacrifice, but I'm just going to, you know, sacrifice maybe fast food and, you know, go to the grocery, grocery store instead. I'm going to sacrifice by, by watching the NFL game. It doesn't make sense. God is not going to hear our prayers. Amen? Amen. Three, find the need and fill it. See her and heal it. Isaiah 58, 11 to 12. It says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be a well-watered garden like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Amen. Amen. So first we need to repent. And say, God, you know, forgive us for, for sacrificially giving to ourselves instead of to others. Let us realize that when we don't give, when we're not helping the poor and the needy, then we're actually oppressing them. We're actually making the situation worse instead of better. And then, thirdly, we need to just do it. We need to go out there and find a need and just fill it. Well, the way we can do it is we can do it through the church. I would like there to be a homeless ministry here, feeding the homeless, giving out clothes, doing something like a, like a goodwill or salvation army. Because there's a need. Almost every every exit from every exit and entrance onto onto the expressway, there's a, a homeless person there. You know, with with this sign. There's a need. We see it every day. Let's let's give to the need, and it's a hurt, and it goes beyond just just their homelessness, beyond beyond their hunger, beyond their even their emotional state. It goes to their spiritual state. Where are they at with God? By giving to their needs, by filling their stomachs, you can also reach their souls. Amen. 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 Let's just all stand up. Amen. I ask you guys to strengthen the attitude of prayer. God, right now we're gonna.
as a, as a congregation, because we are united in, in Christ in this place, because we're all under the work of, of God through Metro Praise. And as a congregation, we are going to repent. You guys, I believe you guys already know the, the effects of, of our selfishness in, in, when it comes to our, our finances and, and ways in which we can give. And then we're gonna we're gonna challenge ourselves to, to go out there to find the need at the floor, to see a hurt, and to heal it with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father God, we come to you, God, and Lord God, first of all, we repent, God, for Lord God for talking like Christians, Lord God, calling ourselves Christians, Lord God, but not acting like it in this sense, Lord God, with with our finances, Lord God, there's needs all around us, Lord God, we're, we're, we don't even bat an eye when we see it often, Lord God, and often we don't think about it, Lord God, we don't remember our brothers and sisters, Lord God, who are in need, who are hungry, Lord Jesus, who are, who are being oppressed by the hunger, Lord Jesus, and in other countries, Lord God, they, Lord God, they are destitute, Lord God, Physically and spiritually, they are destitute, Lord God. They have no food, they have no water, no clean water, Lord God. But God, when you're in that state, Lord God, we, are, we have everything in abundance, Lord God. We have clean water to drink every day, Lord We have food, Lord God. We have shelter, we have clothes to wear. Lord God, help us. Lord God, to see that need, Lord Jesus, open our eyes, Lord God. Jesus, like, like you opened up the minds of your disciples, Lord God, to understand your word, God, open up our minds, Lord Jesus, to understand your word and the effects, Lord God, of, of doing things opposite to your word. Lord God, we sin ourselves, Lord God, when we rebel in that area. Forgive us, God. We repent, God. And God, I, I pray, God, that you, you just bring up fresh awareness, Lord God, of our surroundings, of the, the people in our city, Lord God, who are homeless, who are hungry, God, that have no food, Lord Jesus, they are, they are, they are just destitute, God, and some of them even take it out on you. God, let us rise up as a church, rise up in our, in our giving, giving sacrificially, God. God, because you know that, that even, even as, as, as a church, God, as, as leaders of the church, Lord God, this church, God, has given sacrificially. Lord God, we just had a retreat, God, which 60% of the people, Lord God, could not pay, and we scholarship them. We allow them to come, we, we paid for them, God, which put us in the hole, God, but we know that as we give sacrificially, God, you will give back to us, Lord God, tenfold, a hundredfold, God. God, let, let all of us learn from the example of this church and our giving, God. Yes. Giving sacrificially, Lord. But God, I thank you. I thank you for this congregation, God. I know you are speaking to their hearts, God. You are raising them up as disciples, and I become leaders, Lord God, to, to lead this culture to lead our, our society, Lord God, to, that they're, they're itching their way up on a mountain of influence of charity, Lord God, to, to be on top and say, hey, 
I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let Bernard Christian, I'm not gonna let the government, I'm not gonna let all, all these other secular organizations be more givers than me. And as a church, God, I believe we should be giving more for God than these non-Christian organizations and governments are. It should be us for God reaching the needs of the people. For that, for that is what you have called us to, God. I thank you for this congregation, God. Speak to them. Raise them up, Lord God. In your giving, raise them up in your walk with you, God. Let them love you more and more each day, God. And God, you have started a work in each of them, Lord God. Finish it, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to be up here if you guys want prayer. Want to lay our hands on you to pray over you that that you no longer give sacrificially to yourself. Forgive to you. Amen.